Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, for those of you who live in Washington State, we are probably going to be one of the first to inform you about a new payroll tax that Washington State is implementing for the year 2022. Yeah, uh, everyone's favorite topic, new taxes. Um, so what's, uh, what's going on here is Washington State has passed a long-term care trust act where it's designed to go ahead and provide $36,000 or thereabouts in benefit for all Washingtonians. Uh, this is going to add a 0.58% tax. Uh, so for example, if you make $100,000 of, of income, uh, you're going to pay $580 a year in tax. Um, the, uh, it, it's designed to pay for long-term care in the state. And it is a very interesting way of going about this. Um, they did not consult anybody in the industry before creating this, this law. Um, and as a result, the, uh, the industry has, um, not been very favorable towards it. Yeah. The, the thought is there, like, I, I understand where they're coming from because let's just face it, you know, there's a huge percentage of people that in some way, shape or form will need some sort of long-term care services. Um, and let's just, you know what, before we go there, Alex, let's, let's define long-term care. Um, because I think oftentimes <laughs> it does get confused with long-term disability. Yeah, no, it's, Great point, Ryan. Let's start with long-term care. Long-term care is custodial care uh, for someone who can't do the daily activities uh, of life. Um, and, and so there's, there's typically thought of as about six activities of daily living, uh, being able to feed yourself, being able to bathe yourself, being able to clothe yourself, uh, being able to uh, transfer in and out of bed, uh, being able to maintain continence, and then being able to get on and off a toilet, or what's called toileting which seems like a really bizarre concept. But uh, um, yeah, those are the six activities of daily living. Uh, Washington State's law expanded it out to 10. Um, but essentially what this is, is this is custodial care that will provide assistance for somebody who is no longer going to improve from whatever they have, whether it's a cognitive impairment, whether it's an illness, uh, whatever is causing your inability to do the daily activities of life, it's something that you're not expected to recover from. And therefore, like medical insurance and things of that nature are not going to cover these costs. It's skilled nursing care, uh, and it's designed to be given for the foreseeable future. And so if you can't do the, some of these, then under this new tax law, then you would have some sort of um, payment to, to get help with these services now under the new law you have to have is it three of them alex that you can't do three of those 10 three of the 10 um and it, it's so they've, they've changed the the structure around uh from a from the tra the traditional definitions a little bit um it provides a hundred dollars a day of benefit um and so the and and provides one year of benefit so the the maximum amount of dollars that you can pull out of this thing are you know, in the neighborhood of, you know, 36,500. So that's, that's the, what the tax is for. Uh, and as Alex said, the, the percentage is 0.58 of a percent is what the, the actual percentage tax is. 
who has to pay it, right? So who has to pay it is if you are a W-2 employee, your employer will automatically debit your check for that long-term payroll tax. And this is for, again, just to, for number or for the year. It's not this year. This is for year 2022. Yeah, it starts January 1st of 2022. Uh, there is uh, both an opt-in and an opt-out provision. The opt-in provision is for uh, folks that are self-employed or that are general uh, 1099 uh, contractors. Um, so folks that, that are not W-2 income folks. Um, at, there are gonna be some exceptions, uh, but if you, if uh, uh, there are some low-income folks that may be better with the state's plan. In terms of the opt-out provisions, there is going to be a date by which you have to have the insurance in place, uh, private insurance outside of the state, in order to be able to opt out. Uh, there is not clarity on that date as of right now, uh, February 22nd. Um, it appears that it's going to be sometime in the summer, but it's not certain. Uh, the way to opt out is you can start filing for the ability to opt out in October of 2021. Um, we, we expect that the state will be inundated with these and we recommend being on the front end of this. Um, and you will opt out for the quarter ahead. Uh, you have the ability to opt out all the way up until uh, December 31st of 2022. Um, now, if you opt out in 2022, you will have paid some amount of tax uh, because you're paying for whatever the, you know, like you can only, if you opt out in January of 2022, you will have to pay the first quarter's tax and then you'll be opted out from Q2 of 2022 and beyond. Uh, as you said, Ryan, the tax is currently 0.58 percent. We let's talk about uh, let's talk about let's. It's not just a button I opt out. You have to. There has to be a way to opt out, and that way is to have your own long-term care policy in force by their specific date that they're still trying to figure out what that date is. That will allow you to opt out. It, you can't opt out if you don't have a policy in force. Correct. You must. There's three things that you must do. One, you must go ahead and get your own policy. Uh, two, you have to actually fill out a form to notify the state to opt out. And then three, you are in charge of letting your employer know that you're opting out. So there's there's three things as of right now that we know that you're going to need to do in order to opt out of this tax. Um, it, it is there. They left flexibility uh, to go ahead and increase the tax down the road. Um, there's no cap on either the income or the amount of tax that they can charge in the future. Uh, the one uh, safeguard that they put in place is that uh, every two years, the, the tax will get set back to 0.58%. Um, however, if it goes up, there's nothing that says that they can't just re-increase it back up to whatever it was. Um, you know, what, what we're expecting to see is uh, th there was a ballot on the measure here in Washington State uh, this last fall that was defeated that would have allowed the money inside the long-term care trust to be invested. Uh, we see this as necessary for this law to be able to function properly. Um, so whether it's the legislature taking action on this unilaterally or whether it goes back to the voters until uh, the voters in Washington State approve it, um, like without, without the ability to essentially index the trust for inflation, the, the amount of tax required to, to pay for this thing is going to be very significant. 
All right, so now that you know what the tax is, what it does, and how to opt out, let's talk about why you, you how you should consider whether or not you should opt out, Alex. Uh, absolutely. So the uh, long-term care is part of a good uh, long-term care insurance, whether it's the state's program or whether it's a personal program, is an important part of, of planning. Uh, there's We see this as something that's critical to take a look at. Um, and like any insurance, it has to go through an underwriting process in order to be able to qualify for a policy. So before we decide we are opting out or we aren't opting out, we need to go through the underwriting process. Uh, there's really kind of three groups of people that you and I have identified that should should at least consider uh, opting out. Um, we we recommend that everyone goes and runs the numbers for themselves, but, but these three groups um, should should uh, strongly consider it um, and, and you know take the step of of figuring out what their options are. Uh, and those groups are uh, first anybody with a high income. Um, when we start taking a look at uh, the uh, the tax it's going to be dependent upon uh, like what someone's what someone's age is, what their health is, as far as what going and getting private insurance is going to cost. Uh, but for example, if you're making two hundred thousand dollars a year, you know we're talking about uh, a an eleven hundred and sixty dollar a year tax um, that is going to increase with your income and may increase based on a tax rate in the future. Um, so that's one group of folks that we think that that should take a look at this is is high income earners. Uh, the second group is folks that are within 10 years of retirement. Uh, there are provisions in the law that talk about requiring five years of of paying into the program before you can el uh, become eligible, and then there's a requirement for 10 years uh, to be able to lock in your eligibility. And so it, it, right now it's really unclear, but it appears that if you are within 10 years of retirement, you're going to have coverage after you hit the five-year mark for a period of time. And then afterwards, you're going to essentially lapse your eligibility for the state program because you didn't work for 10 years under the program. Uh, it's also worth noting that the coverage is only for care in the state of Washington. So if you retire in the state of Washington or pay into the system in the state of Washington and then leave and retire elsewhere, uh, it's not going to pay for care in in Oregon or Idaho or any other state or any other country. It's only going to provide care in the state of Washington. Um, so for folks that are within 10 years of retirement, we need to get clarification. We need to dig into what what is actually there for you because you may wind up uh, thinking that you have a benefit that you may not wind up having. The third group of folks is folks that are young. You can get a qual you can qualify for a policy as early as age 18, and for folks that are say 18 to somewhere in their early to mid 30s, uh, consider opting out of this thing simply because of we have no idea what your income is going to grow to, um, so we don't know what this is going to do in the future. The other component is you're going to wind up paying this tax for a long period of time, um, and so you know now there's there's more possibility for you to move out state uh, or, or some of the other different components that we talked about. Uh, earlier. Um, um, so that that's why those different groups should take a look at it. Uh, our, we encourage everyone to run the numbers themselves and figure out, A, what it would cost to go get your own long-term care policy and, and figure out what it's going to cost you with the state's plan. Um, and then beyond that, and we're taking a look at like, okay, what are the other ancillary benefits or drawbacks from each of the both, pl each, both of the 
different plans, the state's plan and going out and getting private insurance. Um, so those are just three examples of groups that, that may make sense to at least look at the option of opting out. And obviously there's gonna be one-offs and, and different, you know, depends on your personal situation. So the point of this episode is, A, make sure you're aware of it, and B, make sure you're aware of what it covers and what options you have, which takes us to the question of the day. The question of the day is, who is it that you're relying upon for the tax law changes that are being updated constantly for us? So make sure to head over to beerandmoney.net, and at the bottom of that page, there's a spot for you to uh, answer that question of the day, as well as if you're wanting some help with figuring out, okay, should this be a tax for you to either uh, pay or possibly opt out, feel free to reach out to us as well, because we can help you have uh, uh, analyze that to to make sure that it makes the most sense for you. As always, we hope this episode was valuable for you. And Mr. Collins. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California 91711, 9093991100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, Metrofinra, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License, number 1531912. CA Insurance License, number 0K24924. Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License, number 7264699. CA Insurance License, number 0H24806. Number 2021-117430, expiration March 2023.